Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. Today we have a uh, special podcast. I am joined today with Dr. Scott Haltzman. Hi, Scott. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, well, the reason, well, I mean, I'm hoping to make this more of a regular thing with you. Uh, you've been a, pro actually one of the original uh, expert columnists for the website. And, uh, but today is something special because you have a book that you just uh, released. It's um, Secrets to Happily Married Women. Uh, I'm sorry, The Secrets of Happily Married Women. And um, before we get started, uh, would you mind giving our audience a brief overview of uh, who you are and your background? Oh, my pleasure. I'm a psychiatrist. I'm at uh, Brown University, and I am a married man as well. Been with my wife for almost 20 years, uh, but I'm not counting. You know, I'm, I'm taking it one day at a time. <laughs> okay. We uh, about 10 years ago, I became interested in the subject of how to make marriages work, and started to do some research on the internet. First, with a website called SecretsOfMarriedMen.com, uh, in which helped me get really almost uh, more than a thousand responses in terms of what works for marriage, what doesn't work, and published the book Secrets of Happily Married Men in mm -hmm. 2006. And uh, I was very, very pleased with the reception and, and people's interest in it. It was groundbreaking in the sense that it helped men, it, it helped men find ways to make marriage better without dumbing it down. Yeah. It okay. really, it really kind of said to men, "You, you've got what it takes. Now let's find out how to apply it." But the interesting thing was when I wrote that book, and not surprisingly, a book written for men about how to have a better marriage is going to be read, read by a lot of women. Uh huh. Yeah. And a lot of women said, "You know, this is wonderful. We're 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 happy that our husbands have it. We we ourselves have learned a lot about it." But <laughs> and you can figure out what their question is. Yeah. Where is our book? Mm-hmm. So I that you know I'm I'm one to pick up on the vibes that my audience gives me and <laughs> got down to doing some research and helped to figure out the strategies that women use to make a better marriage and came up with the secrets of happily married women. Okay. My audience came up with it and I'm just kind of putting it out there for for people to see. So it was never your intention when you released the first book though to uh, come out with the second one then, huh? Well, you know, it, it, actually the reality is that it made me quite nervous to write a book about uh, happily married women. Now, fortunately, I have a female co-author, yeah. so she helped guide me through the times that I was sounding like a Neanderthal. <laughs> but, it, but the idea, it, it, while it is not what, while it not wasn't my intention to write a book called The Secrets of Happily Married Women, it certainly has been my intention to help save marriages, to help people understand that if they're having a bad day, a bad week, even a bad year in their marriage, it doesn't mean that their marriage is fundamentally flawed. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that are struggling in their marriage to make it work, and I want people to know they don't have to feel, they don't have to feel like they have to end their marriage because they're having conflict or because they're having problems. That in fact, conflict and problems are part of marriage. So learn mm -hmm. how to deal with it and you can have a better marriage and keep it together. And you mentioned, too, uh, just briefly ago, that your first book, uh, The Secrets of Happily Married Men, 
was based on over a thousand men responding along with research and, and other things. Um, and the thesis that you came up with was to have men make marriage their job. Um, do you have a thesis that derives the secrets of happily married women? Oh, absolutely. And at first, my thought was, well, this worked well for men. Let me just apply it to women. Let me help teach women how to make marriage their job. And almost with a human cry, I heard women say, whoa, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have enough jobs. Yeah. You see, that idea really appealed to men because they can get their head around work, and that's the one area in which they identify themselves as being successful. Not that women don't identify themselves as being successful at work, but women view work as, as something that they do too much of. Mm-hmm. And they don't want an extra job. So the, the theme of The Secrets of Happily Married Women is, well, I guess the, you know, the subtext would be something like work smarter, work better. But the bottom line is it's how to get more out of your relationship by doing less. Mm. Because I think women are putting too much effort into making this relationship perfect and finding themselves getting frustrated time and time again that they're not achieving the goals they set for themselves. Let me help you make the relationship better, not perfect, better than it is, and give you more time to enjoy the things that make you enjoy life. Yeah, and I think uh, readers will find that throughout as well. So, uh, in reading the book, now in the in the first one, you you say, and I, I reiterated that there was about roughly about a thousand men that responded to your uh, to your request out there to listen to them. Um, I should say a thousand men and women. When and I wrote, see, when when the website came up, it was men and women who okay. responded. Okay, and and for this new one, um, it did, is it about the, about the same thing, or is there more or less? Well, in some ways, it was it was I, I got more response because, of course, by that time I was much better known. Uh-huh. But I, I in 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 the spirit of full disclosure, a lot of the feedback I got was also from my first book, because a lot of women were writing saying wanting to talk about how they made marriage work. So I was able to integrate the happily married women site, the happily married men site, as well as a number of other brief internet. Uh, researches that I did and, and, and surveys. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, in your book, you give women uh, seven secrets. Um, I'd, you know, I'd like to t- discuss some of them, but I definitely don't want to give them all away. Uh, do all your secrets carry the same weight, or do some tap more critical issues, you think? Yeah, that, brings, that really brings up a good question, is, is, which is how do we parse out these secrets? And, I, and you know, for the... For, for the sake of the audience, if if uh, I, I think it would help if, if you reviewed for them what those secrets are, and then I can chime in. Oh, sure. Let's see. The first one is know his nature. Uh, secret number two is nurture his needs. Secret number three is to fight better. Secret number four is talk less, and there we go back to uh, less is more. Uh, secret five is have lots of sex. I'm sure uh, any male audience out here will want to hear more about. Well, uh, hopefully your female audience will too. That's true. That's very true. Uh, <laughs> secret number six is uh, take charge of your own happiness. And uh, number seven is heal thyself. Um, now, with, now, you were asking about I'm, whether, you know, which of these t- takes precedence. Yes. And, you know, part of it, part of the book is written down into, into the, into the kind of mental mindset that you need to have. So know your husband is really is really a, 
a way of saying, first and foremost, understand that he's different than you. Mm-hmm. That, you, that you can't have the expectation that he's going to be a, a male version of you because he's different. He has all of his male characteristics. So in that chapter, I, I spend some time trying to describe a little bit about the nature of men. And then we shift at that point, and, and the next few chapters really are about, now what do you do? You know, how do you take advantage of his manness? Mm-hmm. And... And then as, as I shift from nurture his needs and yours, I have a chapter called Fight Better and Talk Less. And both of those, as well as the sex chapter, are really, I think, something that both men and women can read and understand. And then the last couple of chapters are, are the part of, uh, that I think is most important because you're not going to be able to take care of your marriage and take care of your husband unless you're taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So... I, 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 maybe when your audience reads it, maybe they can send me emails as to what they think is the most important part of the book. But for me, it's it's hard to figure out. They all seem so important. Yeah, and you brought up about the uh, different thinking between men and women, and and I have to admit that while reading the typical typical behaviors of men, I I found myself saying a lot like, "Yep, that's right," <laughs> and uh, other times, you know, I'd recognize the behavior, but the reasoning. Um, behind it was new insight for me. And uh, so I imagine that, as you mentioned, a lot of women read the first book that uh, you'll probably get a lot of men reading this one as well. Well, only one problem with that, Steve. This one has a pink cover. (laughs) There you go. So, you know, you can rest assured they're not going to be reading it on the subway or on the bus on the way to work. That's true, yeah. But do you think, uh, I mean, is is your intention perhaps then to to have the wife pick it up and read it and then maybe dog ear a, a chapter or something and hand that over to her husband and say, you know, well, you need to read this? It's interesting when you mention the idea of dog earing. Um, I, of course, my goal is that, that every woman that reads this will pass it on to their husband and that he'll get something out of it. Uh, but I'm always cautious about the idea of dog earing, and I'm going to say this to all of your, all of, all of your listeners. Sure. One, one of the biggest failings of our, our efforts to make relationships better is that we read self-help books and we watch television shows so that we can get an idea of what our spouse is doing wrong. Mm. And then we highlight those clips, we highlight those chapters, we give it to our spouse and say, here, see, this is what you're supposed to be doing. So I really want to remind couples, when you read this book, read it with you in mind. Not what your partner is doing wrong, but what you can do to make the relationship better. And, and with that in mind, sure, dog ear the chapters away, and, and hopefully the book will be read not once but two or three times until the couples really start to appreciate that the change in attitude that they have toward making the relationship work can, uh, can be the difference between a happy marriage and divorce. No, I think that's great advice. Um, you, I mean, you, you, you touched on that, you know, it's hard to, to kind of pinpoint which one may be more important or carry more weight. Are, are there any of the secrets that you think or believe um, are a little more difficult to master, or is that on an individual basis? I'm gonna, let's go for the sex chapter on that one. Okay. Have more sex, or have lots more sex. Yes. One of, the, one of the interesting things is that when you look at the studies that ask women about their desires for a sexual relationship with their husband, most will say, 
that they are looking for more sex, that they believe sex is an important part of a relationship. Now, what's interesting, though, is if you ask most men, they would say they'd like to have more sex. So what's with that? Yeah. <laughs> the majority of women are saying that sex is something that they'd like to have more of. The majority of men are saying they'd like to have more sex. So why is it not happening? And that's what's tricky about that chapter about have lots of sex, because that chapter really says, you know, we have to redefine what sex is. And we have to you know, have you take a different look at it, maybe have your husband take a different look at it, and be able to expand your repertoire a little about, about sex. Because while women will say they'll want more sex, there was a recent poll that said most women, when given an option between going out shopping and having sex, would, would and, you know, if they had a couple hours of free time, mm-hmm. they'd rather go out shopping. Mm, okay. So we have to help women, I have to help women understand how do we define sex and how do we make sex work for you? How can you feel sexy in the relationship and not feel like you, all your energy is being sapped away from the idea of it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And one of the things that while I was reading your book uh, that I really enjoyed was the fact that you take those real life stories and you incorporate those uh, into your book um, from real people. Um, I think it offers a way for the reader to really connect with your book and and, uh, connect with the problems of others and kind of see themselves in that. Uh, Was there any particular story that you came across while doing the research for this book that stands out to you? There there are a lot of stories of folks who have made their marriages work better for them. And, you know, it's interesting when I was talking with my publisher and we were writing the first few drafts, um, you know, a lot of the stories that I included were were stories of, of, you know, women that didn't quite get it right. You know, women that would stand at the door when their husband came home with his, with their hands on the hip Uh and, uh, you know, waiting for, uh, you know, waiting for him to come in. And my, I think my publisher quite right said, look, you know, we don't want to hear those types of stories. We want to hear stories about about women who, who get it right, mm-hmm. because that's who's going to be a role model for us. And I think one of my favorite stories in here uh, was was about a, a woman who, um, who would have her send her husband off on a fishing trip with their daughter mm-hmm. and spend the whole day doing whatever it is that, that, that she felt like doing. The, the, uh, character, the, the, the woman in this particular uh, story is named Karen, although the names are changed to you know, protect the patient yeah. identities. And um, you know, when, when her husband arrived home with their daughter, their daughter was a filthy mess. <laughs> I mean, there was, they, they had their, these kind of you know, rotten fish and, and uh, a lot of unused worms still, un, still in tow. And uh, they they were uh, their shoes her new shoes were covered with mud, and it was this whole idea of, you know, her first instinct was to feel outrage, uh-huh. uh, but she took a step back and realized that okay, my husband didn't do it the same way I would have done it, yeah, and he didn't follow the same rules that I followed, but they had a great experience together. They really enjoyed their bonding time. I had my own free time. This is one that I just have to kind of be in the moment 
and enjoy the, the, the absolute joy that my daughter and husband are experiencing and move on. And I think that's a great example, too, of uh, the thesis of the book of doing less. Not, exactly. Not reacting to the situation. Right, because in this particular story, she was planning dinner for them, and now that you know, now their daughter comes home, and she's—it's clear that she just ate a hot dog at the, at the local hot dog stand. So I mean, you can be upset about that, or you can say, "Oh, cool! Now I have dinner ready for tomorrow." Yeah. <laughs> Let me just put it in the fridge, and now I've got a dinner for tomorrow all set. I have to do less today. Mm-hmm. You see, but it takes a special quality to be able to move past some of that frustration and view it rather than an annoyance as a gift. Mm-hmm. You, your first secret is on uh, knowing the nature of your man, and it has several items to it, as do all your secrets, uh, such as men need to be right and in control, and men need to protect their families, and men have an undeniable attraction to women, which seems kind of duh, but you really go into the behind-the-scenes thinking on that one. Um, I really enjoyed There's a little box in there, too, that told another story, and it quotes a man uh, that we call Harry, and he's 25, married for three years. And he talks about a disagreement he has with his wife over the guy's need to look at other women, even though he's in a happy relationship. <laughs> and uh, Funny you should find that one, because <laughs> women frequently find that quote from Harry, too. Yeah. And they've got a strong opinion about it. But tell me what you, what you got from it. Well, I mean, in, in, the, in, the, in the little book, or in the little box, he, he, he says that, you know, he believes it's, a, it's just a inevitable attraction that men have and it's DNA based or something instinctual and uh, and his wife you know thinks it's something that uh, you know the man can control and me personally you know I think that sure men probably do have some sort of instinctual attraction that they want to look but I also believe that men could probably not look if they really concentrate on their actions Oh, Steve, you're such a good man. <laughs> so you're saying there's an instinctual need, but it's okay for women to expect men not to look because men should be able to control themselves, right? Well, I, you know, the expecting and the being able to, I think, are two different things. Um, <laughs> and, and you don't, and you didn't really answer it, so I wanted to ask you. And yeah. and you know, I do. I mean, I think that you know, sure, um, guys are probably looking. Um, when they're not around their wives, um, much more than they are when they are with their wives, and you know maybe out of respect they they shouldn't look when they're with their wives, or I don't know. I just wanted to get your take on this. Well, of course, of course, most women are happy that their husbands like women. I think they feel much more comfortable with that arrangement than the idea that men are just fascinated with men. Yeah. Uh, so. So in principle, of course, women like the idea that their husbands like women. In fact, that's one of the reasons that they ended up meeting their husbands in the first place. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the whole point of Harry telling his, and it's quite, it's just, a, it's just two or three lines, his yeah. little story, and the idea that he believes is inborn, is to give women an, a window into what men are like. And I, I'll say briefly that uh, that probably it probably is somewhat instinctual for if you're at the beach and you're, you know, and you're looking out at the ocean and all of a sudden, you know, one of America's top models walks by wearing a bikini, mm-hmm. you're going to look. In fact, your wife is probably going to look too. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I think it's okay not to drool yeah. <laughs> or grunt, you know, or chase after her. 
But one of the points I want to try to get across is there are some fundamental differences between men and women. And let's go to, let's just go and talk about the, these these differences in general. And in, in the chapter that that talks about know your husband, because you review you review these these different characteristics, and they are things that, uh, for instance, men need to be cared for, right? Yeah. And that men need acknowledgement uh-huh. for their efforts. That men have trouble verbalizing the words I love you and verbalizing the words I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Men like action. Men need to protect their families. Men need to be right and in control. And that men have a strong attraction to women. Now, I list these things, and part of my, part of my hope is that as your audience is listening, they're starting to get stirred up a little bit. <laughs> now, man has a need to be right and in control, and he needs to be babied, and he watches women. And what's wrong with these guys? <laughs> yeah. But I want people to hear that and try not judging it. Mm-hmm. Try to say, look, rather than these as being seven characteristics that you have to go in there as a woman and fix, or that as a woman you look to your husband and try to get him to fix it, instead look at these as characteristics and qualities that he has. And instead of trying to change them, play to those differences. Mm-hmm. Recognize those differences and make the most out of it. For instance, if he's attractive to women, then, then be then, then be sexy with him. Yeah. Be attractive. Be a woman in front of him instead of coming home, you know, every day just walking around in your sweats. Yeah. Now you can walk around in your sweats if you want, but what I'm saying is if you recognize that quality in him, then you can gear yourself toward that rather than resent it. Because here's the bottom line, Steve. These are the same qualities that attracted you to this man in the first place. Mm-hmm. So why are you trying to change them now? Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's a great point too. Just basically just flipping the mentality on its head, and instead of seeing these things as problems, seeing them as opportunities, and then going toward it that, in that uh, mentality. Right, and that's what the second chapter is about, where it starts to talk about nurturing his needs. Mm-hmm. It helps to break down some of these differences, some of the qualities your man may or may not have, and then say, okay, now how do we how do we capitalize on it? And it makes you feel like you're getting more out of the relationship and, and working a lot less hard at it. Yeah. And, and the fourth secret, uh, jumping a little bit here, uh, which is uh, talk less. Um, mm-hmm. In this one, you talk a lot about a woman's superior ability to verbally communicate and mm-hmm. also about their enjoyment for just chatting, while men, on the other hand, uh, like to get straight to the point, say the facts, and, and get out of the conversation. Um, you offer women five tips to better communicate, um, which is to put the point up front, use fewer words, uh, talk in his language, give him time to respond, and also watch your timing. Yes. Now, of these, do you think there's any one of those five that women have a hard time uh, mastering? Well, they're they're connected, of course. Using fewer words is a way of talking in his language, Mm -hmm. because when it comes to talking about relationship issues, men men do need more time and giving him time to respond is also a way of talking in his language because there's a kind of lag time between when the the brain can hear words and when it can process emotions and reflect back. Uh, I I think that that if I were were to, when I have therapy sessions with my female patients, 
I really do focus first and foremost on using fewer words. You know, get one main thought across and then work with that issue. Because what happens for us guys is we become flooded. Uh-huh. There's, when there's a lot of information being conveyed, uh, and especially if there's a lot of emotional content, it's hard for us to keep track. Fine, but the problem is that our women are expecting us to keep track, uh-huh. and they're expecting us to respond intelligently. So if you want, again, here you go, another example of doing less. If you want to communicate a thought, instead of describing it in a paragraph, describe it in two sentences. Yeah. Or, or as, a, as a friend of mine that, that teaches marriage education once pointed out, uh, put it on a, on a billboard. You know, what, if you're driving by on a billboard, what would it say? Because that's as much time as your husband may have to attend to it. No, that's great advice, yeah. Um, I, you know, we're running out of time here, but I wanted to uh, give you the opportunity to maybe let our audience know on something that you want them to get out of this book or any kind of message you want to get out to them. Well, I would love for folks to visit me at, at drscott.com. That's where, uh, that's D-R-S-C-O-T-T.com. And that's where uh, a lot of the research was started from. There's really more discussion boards there at this point because the books have been written. I also want folks to know that I'm going to be starting on a new book soon about the secrets of happy families. And uh, so I'm going to be trying to get a survey going on my website as well. The bottom line here of the secrets of happily married women is that you women have inborn skills at being excellent at relationships. You have empathic skills. You have the abilities, ability to read verbal and facial cues. In, in a fashion that's probably superior to that of men. You really have a, an excellent way of reaching out and connecting, and men very much want to connect with you. So you need to use those skills to, to really make the most of your marriage. And I want to remind women of one very important thing, and that is that your husband wants to make you happy. Your happiness really is the thing that gives him the greatest peace of mind. I know it may not seem it at times, and it may seem like he's totally ignorant of your needs, but, but really, that's what gives us, at the end of the day, that's what lets us go to bed with a smile on our faces, knowing that our wives are happy. So let him help you be happy, okay. and everybody wins. And uh, for people who want to purchase your book, uh, where can they find it? You can, uh, of course, your local bookstore should have it. Okay. And if they don't, ask them why not. <laughs> the, uh, you can go on to drscott.com and find a link to my book. I'm hoping that they'll be able to find it at hitchedmag.com as well, Yep. Uh, a link to my book, and that will take them to you know, Amazon or Barnes & Nobles or whatever bookstore they're, they're happy to, to get it from. It is, for, for those of you, your folks that are listening, uh, in the early uh, months of 2008, it is on sale on Amazon, so you get The Secrets of Happily Married when, Women and the, and the soft cover of Secrets of Happily Married Men. It just exceeds that $25 that you need for the free shipping, <laughs> and life is good. Perfect. Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, we, uh, we do have a link uh, for our uh, readers. Um, actually, one of the features up there right now um, is an expert, excerpt from uh, your book. And at the end of that, there's a link to Amazon. And um, I guess I'll announce it now. We're putting together an expert section on Hitched uh, where uh, you, Scott, will have uh, your own page. And uh, we'll have a, a spot to, with a promotion for your book that people can uh, get access to it right there to make it nice and easy for our readers. 
Um, so yeah. Well, I'm I'm certainly thrilled with the kind of work that Hitched Mag has done, or Hitched uh, as 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 it's called in the uh, hardcover edition. Yeah. And uh, and and just think it's wonderful that that you're that you're dedicated to celebrating marriage and focusing on the good things that can happen in marriage. It's, it ain't always easy, yeah. uh, but it's almost always worth it. Well, thank you very much. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll conclude it with that one. Um, so thank you, everybody. Thank you, Dr. Scott. Really appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully we will be able to do this again soon. I look forward to it. Okay, bye now. Hitched, entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.